Blog Talk Radio. Got uh, brand new computers. I, 
I've paid for the uh, uh, additional premium uh, satellite. <clears throat> I paid for the uh, additional uh, for the services at Blog Talk. So, uh, so this is running me about uh, about another hundred dollars a month to to do this. And I figured that that would be a fix for it, but apparently it wasn't. And uh, and finally. I, uh, starting about uh, 4.30, 5 o'clock today, I started writing letters to the uh, Blog Talk people and uh, complaining about all of the difficulties that we've been having. And uh, uh, I didn't think it was going to do any good because it seldom does do any good. But uh, this time, actually, uh, I got a telephone call from uh, Blog Talk support. And I uh, spent the last uh, couple of hours here trying to to get all the the glitches worked out because I've got a brand new computer, no memory, no I mean no memory issues, no uh, uh, you know no hard drive issues, etc. We've got uh, uh, all of the uh, stuff downloaded that I'm supposed to have and uh, and everything else, and there are still uh, a lot of problems. And uh, the one way that it finally worked past most of the problems is. Uh, by downloading uh, uh, some additional browsers and uh, using uh, uh, Firefox rather than any of the Internet Explorer uh, browsers that uh, we were using. And uh, Scuzzy, before you say anything, I know that you uh, I know that you recommended that for uh, one of the other problems I was having with uh, with another issue. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, we've gotten the. Uh, we got a uh, little bit of a late start, but uh, we'll go ahead and run for the next two hours. If you'd like to call in, uh, we would love to have you guys uh, have you call in to talk about your experiences of 2010. And the call-in number is 347-308-8790. And uh, there's still some chat issues, but I can't do anything about the chat issues until I close out the show, and uh, and then I can uh, I can work those out uh, by downloading some additional software and uninstalling some software, etc. But I can't do that until uh, until I can close out the show, close all the windows, etc. So, so we'll have this, the uh, chat again tonight, but that should be nothing new for you guys. Uh, so we'll. Uh, <clears throat>
However, there's probably not a lot of them, so uh, uh, so uh, every, everybody will be free to celebrate their their Christmas weekends with their families. The first event, uh, when we get back on the road in 2011, the first events begin in January uh, on the weekend of the 8th and 9th. <clears throat> and that'll start out in uh, Piru, California, January 8th and 9th, followed by Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Indianapolis, Indiana is a one-day event on Saturday, January 8th, followed by Annapolis, Maryland, Las Vegas, Nevada, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, that's the Quail Creek Range. That's all January 8th and 9th. Followed by Stinson, West Virginia. Sacramento, California starts off the January 15th and 16th weekend. Followed by Corona, California. Rainbow, California. New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Ramsur, North Carolina. Enfield, New Hampshire. Alamogordo, New Mexico. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Harvard, Massachusetts. On Saturday, January 16th, is a one-day shoot. <clears throat> that takes us to the weekend of January 22nd, 23rd, which begins in Buckeye, Arizona, followed by Gunnison, Colorado, Augusta, Georgia, Lewiston, Idaho, Pelham, New Hampshire, St. George, Utah. Saturday, January 22nd, is a one-day event. That takes us to the weekend of January 29th and 30th. That begins in Castro Valley, California, followed by Dulzura, California, Lebanon, Connecticut, Atlanta, Indiana, Calverton, New York, and El Paso, Texas. All right. Uh, we would like for everyone to remember to uh, <clears throat> to continue to put events on the on the uh, schedule for the winter months. Uh, the whole idea of our winter seed project is to make sure that we're not uh, going into low gear or idling down during the winter months. We want to keep the keep the speed up, keep the steam up, and keep the events running through the winter months because you have January, February, and March just those three months to get you geared up and ready to go for the April event. And for those of you who are not familiar with Apple Seed, the April 18th and 19th uh, is our signature weekend. Wherever the wherever the weekend falls uh, for uh, that's close to that in the year. This year it will be uh, uh, the 16th and 17th. But that's our signature uh, weekend, and uh, I imagine we're going to be running uh, quite a few events this year, and uh, the only way that you're going to get folks revved up and get them to attend is by making sure that you have the January, February, and March uh, events uh, as high speed as you can in order to get folks uh, revved up to attend the uh, what will be the April 16th and 17th weekend this year. So make sure that you're not idling down, that you're uh, putting on as many additional shoots as you can uh, between now and then. And uh, uh, in the event that you have a, an apple seed weekend where you get snow, uh, sleet, uh, rain, ice, etc., 
inclement weather that weekend, um, and you're going to become eligible for the winter seed patch. And uh, it's a nifty patch. If you score, uh, if you shoot to rifleman standards, and uh, and you do it in inclement weather, then you're going to be eligible for the winter seed patch. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh, Sam, I don't see Sam's number on there, but uh, if Sam is monitoring the chat, if you guys will tell him to call in, I'd like to keep him on. At the same time, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, uh, the callers that are waiting. A code uh, 817, you're on the air. 817-879, you're on the air. Three. Okay, try it now. Hey, can you hear me now? I can hear you. All right, hey, Scout, this, this is Charles in Fort Worth. I, I'm not near a computer, so I just thought I'd call in to listen tonight. Uh, well, great, Charles. How are you doing? Doing very well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really well. And uh, you and your uh, your dad still on the schedule? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charles has volunteered, uh, not just himself, uh, but he volunteered his father to come out and help uh with a range and ranch day, so uh, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. And when do you think that's going to be? Uh, we're up for Monday. Uh, this coming Monday, if that works for you. Okay. All right. That would be uh, what is that? Like the 28th or something? Uh, should be the 27th, I think. 27th. Okay. All right. Well, that works for me. Uh, hey. At- while I got you, just want to say thanks again for all that you do and uh, and for opening up your home to to those of us for uh, for the boot camp last month and and for the shoots there. Listen, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure, and I <clears throat> one of the things that I wanted to do this uh, this evening was to take a look back and uh, and have some of the folks uh, talk about. Uh, Talk about this, this last year, the year of 2010. And I'm certainly not limited to that. You go as far back as you want to go, and uh, and you're welcome to call in and make comments or uh, talk about uh, the things that uh, have happened in this last year that have really uh, uh, that have really made an impact in your life, uh, and it doesn't have to be just. Uh, apple seed. I mean, we want to keep it uh, certainly semi-related to that. Uh, you could bring up other things if you've if you had some new children or something like that. We'll be glad to we'll be glad to to hear about that and cheer for you. Uh, but we'd like for folks to uh, <clears throat> to call in and uh, talk about the last year, this last year of 2010, and then of course uh, we want to talk about the upcoming 2011, what it's going to mean for us, uh, the things that we'll need to do to get ready for it, uh, things like that. And, Charles, I want to thank you because you uh, you uh, originally came to the program, oh, what's it been now, about a year and a half ago or so? Yeah, something like that. About a year and a half ago or so, uh, Charles came to the program, and uh, he brought his son, and they shot, and then... Uh, <coughs> And then, and then life happened, and uh, and and swept them away. And then, uh, I guess about 
well, I guess about four, five, six months ago now, uh, they ended up uh, getting washed back ashore onto the Appleseed Island, and uh, and Charles has really uh, been doing a great job uh, since he came back. He's been uh, uh, putting himself into this thing, heart and soul, and and for me, that's what keeps me going. That's the thing that keeps that keeps me going. If it weren't for folks like Charles and uh, Red Dot and Pop and uh, and the only reason I'm naming Texas folks is that's who I, is who I usually uh, am working with. But if it weren't for them, uh, I believe me, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, it's uh, it's a rough job to be doing by yourself, <clears throat> and uh, the only way you're going to make it happen is by gathering up folks to give you a hand. And uh, one of the folks I can count on is uh, Charles Wright, and I certainly appreciate that, Charles. I was glad to be here with Balin with you. Well, why don't you get the uh, ball started with uh, with giving us a, uh, a quick rundown of, uh, or just a, uh, just uh, an explanation of what Appleseed has meant to you this this last year of 2010, whenever you came back and, and started working with the program, what it's meant with, for you? Well, the, I'd say the biggest thing is it's, it's something that I feel like I can sink my, sink my teeth into and feel like I'm making a difference. Is uh, talking to people about it and sharing with them some of the history of, of April, April 19th, 1775, and, and then watching the the spark come alive in them as they get to thinking about that and the sacrifices made by uh, you know by our forefathers and seeing that start to take root in them it, it makes a difference and and being part of something that is doing that all over the country is is just something that's really special to me and looking forward to uh, you know to being involved as much as I can in 2011 which hopefully will be a lot more than in 2010. Right. And for you guys that, uh, when you think about the program, it's just, uh, if you've been with us for a long time, then, uh, then uh, it has seemed like a long time. It seemed like it's going slow. And, you know, in some ways it is going slow, but in other ways it's going really fast and it's speeding up every day. Uh, I'm telling you, it, uh, it it's a completely uh, completely different world uh, that we're looking at right now. A completely different appleseed world uh, than what we're looking at even just uh, even just six months ago. And that, that's another thing that I want to bring up real quick and remind everybody is that <clears throat> is that appleseed in one way doesn't ever really change. I mean, there's no real changes in the program. There's little there's little twinks and stuff here and there, but it's still the same program that you got involved with. I don't care if it was last week or uh, or five years ago. It's still the same program. Now, there's going to be changes. Uh, and if you have been, uh, any of you guys that have been in the military, uh, it's not a whole lot different than that. Uh, 
you know, the military stays basically the same. But then again, uh, from my six years' experience in it, it changed every single day. And if you uh, if you can't hang on to uh, to the little stuff that's coming down the road, then uh, that's going to give you a problem. Now the the way that it's changing outside of that, outside of the program, is that every I would say every four to six months, Appleseed is a brand new beast as far as uh, as far as the perceptions of the program uh, from the outside, the number of people who have been exposed to it, uh, the number of people within the organization. And uh, Appleseed is growing at a tremendous rate now. Uh, we've, we went from, uh, well, we went from very few folks to, uh, I guess, about a 1,000 or so uh, a few years ago. Uh, and then we kind of hovered around the 1,000 and then 1,200 and, and then 13 or 1,400. And it was just kind of a slow growth rate. Now... We're getting close to uh, we're getting close to ten to twelve members, new members a day, and uh, and that adds up very quickly. We're running about uh, I believe the last thing I looked at I think it was about you know, twelve or thirteen thousand folks on the books right now. Now that's going to keep speeding up, and and the people the uh, the outside perspective of Appleseed is going to keep changing, and it's going to, every four to six months, it's going to be a completely uh, completely different experience than what you, what you were thinking of the last four or six months previously. And what I mean by that is that uh, the more and more, as more and more people hear about it, uh, hopefully, the easier your job is going to get. <clears throat> you know, we... Uh, when we first started off several years ago, uh, we started trying to run the uh, gun shows. And, uh, and you know, we did a bunch of gun shows, and it really didn't do anything at all for us. I mean, it was an absolute waste, and as was a lot of the <clears throat> uh, advertising dollars that we tried to spend early on. And... Uh, and it just uh, it wasn't much help at all because, you know, at the time you went to uh, a gun show and uh, you said, hey, uh, we're with a new organization, the Appleseed Roth Market Chip Program, and everybody, nobody had heard of it. And everybody just said, okay, yeah, well, whatever, because, uh, you know, the starting up a rifle marksmanship organization or some kind of a gun club, et cetera, is no different than, uh, than starting up a band in L.A. or Austin, Texas. You know, everybody's doing it. But we've uh, we've we've started up a new organization, and not only have we uh, managed to uh, hold our own, we're growing, and we're the fastest growing organization in the United States today. There's no other organization like us uh, that's growing this fast. No other uh, non-profit, nationwide, all-volunteer-based organization that's growing as fast as us. So, uh, so we're setting records every day. Let me go ahead and bring on. I just uh, 
I just saw Sam pop up here. I want to bring Sam on. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. Glad we finally made it on tonight. Yes, and you know, uh, like I was saying earlier on in the uh, on the introduction when I came on, I have uh, 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 I wrote a lot of letters to them tonight, and I was very very upset. Uh, I'm ready to pull my hair out over this because there should be no reason uh, that it takes uh, three to four hours uh, to make sure that a show, uh, let alone a scheduled show. Uh, can make it onto the book. There should be no reason that it runs past the showtime. And uh, it was very upsetting to me. I guess I made enough waves that uh, I actually got a, uh, actually got the support folks to to call me and uh, and help me get uh, most of it worked out. There's still some additional twinks, and and I'm still I'm still really not happy with uh, the blog talk system, and uh, there's going to be another, uh, uh, she was informing me that, uh, uh, that, uh, that, like, we're not going to be able to have this time slot unless I pony up some more cash uh, for the, uh, for an upgrade, so uh, I guess they're getting a lot more folks, and uh and I, to be honest, I I actually thought at first that that's why we were having trouble because I was in the beginning I was running a uh, uh, off the free software and I said well uh, okay well maybe that's maybe they're just trying to uh, to give me grief until I until I pay for the service so I started paying for the service and uh, still had problems so that that really made me uh, angry and uh, like I said I guess the the blog talk, uh, the network is getting really large now, and they're going to uh, they're going to start uh, asking for even more money for uh, for the primetime host, and uh, <clears throat> so that'll be coming up. And I'm thinking about uh, looking at other options. And I imagine over the holidays I'll try and look at some other options. There's a lot of folks who do uh just podcasts. So you don't really have a live uh, option for, for people to call in. I mean they can call into a uh, uh they can call in and ask questions or you could schedule a call in time where people could call in and you can record it. Uh but there's uh there's several other uh options that are available. I talked to uh uh Masad Ayub's uh uh significant other and she has invited me to come onto their uh, their radio networks, uh, so I may very well do that because this is getting, uh, as I said, this is getting very frustrating, making me feel very, uh, very frustrated, and uh, and it's just certainly not fair to the people who uh, who are going to be turning their stuff on at seven o'clock. We're ready for a show, and there's no show there. And unless they went to the forum uh, to find out what's going on, they don't know what's going on. There's just no show. And uh, like I said, that's uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. I don't, know, I don't care what happens. I'll go to another uh, another hosting facility or, or something. I'm not going to I'm not going to let that happen again. <clears throat> well, that's my uh, those are my angry words. Welcome to the show, Sam. How are things going out in uh, in New Mexico? 
Oh, fantastic, Scout. Fantastic. We got some uh, good folks going out here uh, locally. Got some of our recent apple seeders who are out doing some seventh stepping for us. And uh, things are just moving right along. Uh, I'm about happy as can be. Well, good. Been blessed with good weather and, and everybody around here is uh, just, just fixing to have a fine Christmas holiday. So I think it's going to be great. Well, great. And uh, this show, we're talking about looking back at 2010, and we'll be talking about 2011 in a little while, too, but looking back at 2010 and what the what the last year has meant to us. And uh, as I was saying earlier, we'll, uh, any comments you want to make about it or if you'd like to talk about uh, some of the good things, that happened last year, or if you want, to, you want to talk about some of the bad things that happened, we'll listen to that too. Try not, <clears throat> try not to dwell on bad stuff because because bad stuff is bad stuff. Uh, if we can work it out, that's good. But if there's uh, if there's anything that you want to comment on, then we'd love to hear it. It can also be, like I said, if you uh, if you've got some new uh, some new dogs or geese, we'll listen to that too. <laughs> Oh, listen, real quick, before you go into it, I'll tell everybody, too, that for all the listeners of the show tonight, we have one, a free puppy. So you uh, you send me a PM after the show with your uh, mailing address and stuff, and we'll mail you a puppy. I've got a whole stack of, uh, of puppies here at the house, and I forgot to mention that to the last uh, Appleseed group that... Uh, and everybody got a T-shirt and a puppy for coming to the event this last uh, weekend. <laughs> if you would like a jet black Ewok, then uh, I've got uh, a dozen of them here. <laughs> Scout, uh, Dark67 is, is uh, online uh, wanting to talk with you. He said area code 901 there. Might want to pick him up if you get a chance. Okay, I sure will. I just, you know, we've got that, uh, we've got that, uh, the system here. And like I said, I don't call in, so I don't know what what they say or how it works. Uh, but we have the system here where where supposedly, I guess, somebody must talk to you or something, right? If you call into the show, Sam, what do they say? Because, uh, uh, but because he has a he has the do not bring me on the air. Uh, indication next to him. Okay. When I call so what do in, they? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. But what do they say whenever you come on? When you call into the show as a uh, guest caller, what do they say to you in there? Press one if you want to be placed in the host queue. Huh. All right. <clears throat> well, usually I bring them on anyway, but I usually wait till we get all the rest of the uh, of the other folks out of the way. But Duck, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yes. All righty. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? Oh, just fine. You know, I've been trying to call in forever, and it says if you want to get on a queue, if you want to talk to the host, press 1. So I press 1, and nobody ever picks up. Well, I'm glad glad they've finally gotten through. Well, no problem. Well, listen, I'm telling you, if you you called in, uh, if you called in, you were sitting here in the queue, then you you would get on the air. So I don't know if it's uh, 
another yeah. ghost problem with uh, blog talk. But if you call in to this to the radio show, I put you on the air. Usually, even if you have the the I don't want to, to talk on the air, which are like right now. Beside your name is a big red hand that says "Don't put me on." But usually, <laughs> I do. I put those folks on anyway. So <laughs> I'm sorry you have the problems, but as you heard me griping before, I've I've had quite a few too recently. So welcome to the show, and 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 tell me what you got. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, let's start with the blog talk radio. Um, even on my computer, the software jumps all over the place and everything. It's, it's I don't know, it's it's difficult to say the least. Anyway, um, remember when we talked about me being on the radio oh, about three weeks ago or so? I got on my local station. I was a guest on one of the radio shows. Right, right, right. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, and um, then you wanted me to call in and talk about, you know, how... How it went so and what they said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Um, I know some people that. Well, they. It, it's one of those shows at the local AM station, and they have a variety hour. It's um, 9:90 AM KWAM in Memphis, and um, I just ended up talking to somebody that got on one of these shows, and they said, yeah, call so-and-so, and and this guy is a local character here in Memphis, and him and this other guy have a radio show. So I called him, and I said, hey, I'd like to get on the show and talk about Appleseed. And he said, no problem. Can you be there Friday? Fine. So I just showed up at the studio, and they gave me about, all together, about 30 minutes of talking time. You know, I could have gone on for hours, but, uh, you know, I was... I was glad to have what I had, and I've been invited back. I'm just trying to set up a time to do that because, you know, my work schedule changing all the time. It's a little bit difficult, but um, back okay, to well, the blog let's, talk. Let's first, let's hear, the, let's hear the testimonial about this first. So, so first, the very first thing was it was very, very painful, and it left permanent scars, right? Oh, it was so awful. I mean, they, they, they put me, made me sit in the chair in the studio, and they gave me this, this headset, and then they stuck me in front of a microphone, and they asked me questions. It was like pulling fingernails out. It was just god awful. Now, 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 hold on, Doug. You're supposed to be the straight guy. I'm doing the joke part. Oh, oh okay, okay. Let me, yeah. I forgot what yeah. I was supposed otherwise, to do here. Otherwise, we're ruining the whole thing. Uh, we're okay. gonna, we, we want folks to... We want folks to know that it's that it's not painful. Uh, that uh, that you contacted the the station and listen. <clears throat> most of the time, I, I talk to you guys just about calling in because because I figure that's the uh, the easiest way to get you guys to do it. But uh, I should not be neglecting uh, what Duck was talking about, and that is <clears throat> there are. Uh, I would venture to say there's thousands of uh, AM radio stations that are local, and that they are uh, uh, they're not uh, completely filled up wall to wall with syndication. I know that uh, Sam, you have that problem in New Mexico. Is that a lot of your stations are are run by the uh, the AM talk station stuff are run by syndication, so it's going to be very hard for you to get on. But nonetheless, there are still uh, there are still small AM stations almost everywhere. <clears throat> now you can you can call while they're on the air talking about stuff, but you can also uh, call up the uh, uh, the radio station itself, not the talk part of the show, but you can call and talk to the uh, 
the administrative part, and just let them know uh, who you are and what you'd like to uh, to talk about. Because they're always looking uh, for folks to talk on the radio, especially if it's a local station, and they want to know uh, what's happening locally, and they want to help folks out locally. <clears throat> so you can call uh, and ask to talk to the uh, the radio the station manager, and uh, if he likes what you're uh, what you have to say, then uh, he can talk to the uh, the talent. And in a lot of cases, they're one and the same. If it's a small station, the uh, manager and the talent will be may even be the same person, and they will uh, set up a time for you to come in and uh, talk on the radio show about the Appleseed Project, and they'll give you uh, 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we've done this, uh, I guess, about a dozen times or more uh, here in Texas. We've had the folks call up the station, get the okay. They bring them on the station and uh, and give them the chance to, to talk about the program there. <clears throat> so what I was really talking about, Duck, is that uh, is that it didn't cause you any pain. It didn't cost you any money. Uh, the folks that you talked to, it wasn't that you didn't have to debate them into letting you get on there. All you had to do was just call up, let them know what you had in mind, and they said, okay, we're good. Come on down, right? Is that about how it went? That's it. You know, a lot of these people, they have shows, and they need things to fill it. And, uh, you know, I gave them the spiel, and they thought it was pretty interesting, so they invited me on down. Right. And the whole idea behind radio, behind the billboards, etc., you're not going to get – you go on to the radio show and uh, – and you put out all the information. It's not going to cause a tsunami of folks dashing up to uh, to sign up for events. You put up a billboard. It's not going to cause uh, uh, you know a huge line of people to uh, to to get involved and sign up for events either. But what you're doing is you're reinforcing uh, the apple seed name, and you're getting you're making you're getting more and more people to have what may be the first contact. With Appleseed, and if it's not their first, then it's just a continuation of it. Whenever somebody hears about a new program, uh, and a new event, uh, something like that, very seldom do would somebody drive past an Appleseed billboard and see it and say, "I've got to get off the freeway right now. I've got to find out where this thing is, and I and I got to go today." That's not the way it works. The way it works um, is people see it. And then they hear about it from something else, and then you hear about it from something else, and finally, you've built up uh, enough exposure to it that you flip the switch. The person that's uh, seeing or hearing the stuff, they flip the switch and decide to go to an event. So that's what this is all about. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when I was on the air, I had somebody call in and asked me about it. He's interested, and next thing you know, he showed up at our water seed down in uh, Como, Mississippi, last weekend. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Don't, I'm not saying that that you getting that somebody getting on the air won't bring somebody because it always does. Somebody it, it will always bring somebody. I'm just saying don't uh, don't expect 200 people. If the, even if the radio station has uh, one million listeners, don't expect a huge flood. But at the same time, don't get discouraged uh, when there's not one. Don't get discouraged when a whole bunch of people don't show up, because what you've done is, in essence, the whole idea of 
uh, of the whole idea behind what we're doing is you've planted the seed in their head. You've given them the first, the first exposure by dropping that seed, hopefully, into a fertile uh, uh, gray matter in their brain. And uh, then it's going to take a little bit of time to germinate. Uh, you know, we did a, a survey, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago uh, on the forum because we were talking about, you know, we got a lot of new people that come onto the, they came onto the forum, but we're not getting a lot of help. And uh, and we, what we started finding out was it sometimes took, even if they signed up on the forum and began uh, reading the post and posting, it sometimes took between six to twelve months for them to flip their switch, even though they were on the forum already, to flip the switch and even to go to their first apple seed. They may be on the forum for a year before they actually went to their first apple seed or before they uh, started helping in some way or before they started uh, uh, before they decided to become an instructor, etc. So it takes a little while sometimes for these things to germinate, but that doesn't mean that uh, you're not going to get uh, some people. You get on the radio and you talk about it, and, and some people are going to show up. They will. Oh, and since then, um, I've had the salesperson from the radio station calling me. Now, I don't know. I didn't know this about the way radio stations work, but <clears throat> on this one, they have time slots that they'll actually, what you do is you buy a time slot from them, and you can have your own one-hour show or whatever, and they have a producer and all of that, and people can call into you and everything, and then what you got to do is go out and get sponsors to either, you know, you can either break even or maybe make a buck, depending on the sponsor that you get in the time slot. But that was something interesting that I didn't even know about radio stations. Right, and uh, let's see. I spoke to you on the phone, right, about uh, mm -hmm. about that because, oh, I guess about a year and a half, two years ago now, uh, I uh, I set up, uh, and it's still sitting there waiting. And I think we're we're probably getting real close to to maybe actually being ready to do this. I don't think there was a lot of interest in it when I first brought it up. But there's no reason why we can't have uh, a coast to coast AM radio station system setting up because here's the way it works you go to a radio station <clears throat> and you tell them you go look i wanted to uh i want to have uh, one hour a week or um one hour on tuesday and thursday whatever whatever the situation is and uh, i want to talk about apple seed and they'll say fine we'll give you your own radio program uh, on am radio and we're going to charge you uh oh we're going to charge you twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollars a month for it all right, so it's going to cost you the twelve or thirteen hundred dollars to get uh, the program uh, set up initially, and then they will do all of the uh, they will do all the hustling for advertisers and stuff for you. As long as you give them the people to contact, they will do all the cold calling stuff for you. You get one hundred percent of the revenues from the advertisers until your slot is paid for, and then you start then you start splitting it with the radio station. All right, so if you do a little bit of hustling, you can get your radio station paid for, and then what I figured we could do is uh, we could start taking the excess from the station, putting it together, and buying additional slots in other areas so that we were uh, using that as seed money to start our own radio program that would run from coast to coast eventually.
Now, are you talking about one program syndicated or just separate people with different programs and different callers? Well, it would probably end up being uh, a little of both for a while until we could get uh, until we could get everybody on the same schedule. But there's no reason, even if you are a uh, 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 like uh, I would start. I was going to start this uh, the project out out in Arizona in Phoenix uh, with a radio station out there, and then uh, and then we would take the money from that and buy an additional. Uh, slot in uh, another city, uh, maybe somewhere in West Texas or somewhere in uh, uh, New Mexico, if we could get one, and then uh, and like I said, just keep uh, keep expanding as we went, and uh, and using the money, uh, you, you wouldn't be getting a salary for this. You'd be turning all the money back into Appleseed, so they would take the any excess advertising dollars and using it to buy another slot somewhere else. And hopefully, at a certain point, uh, uh, it would get uh, uh, successful enough that it would get picked up by other stations, and they would begin uh, syndication of it. So there's no reason that we still can't do that. Uh, but to get back to the original point of your call, and that is to uh, to let folks know that it's not hard at all to get some time on the radio stations. You know, I've been pushing this forever and ever now because it is the easiest way to get the word out. Now, you can also, at the same time that, you, that you're working on the radio stations, <clears throat> you can use that to, uh, to build up your, your courage uh, so that you can start uh, talking to television stations. Listen, television stations are the same way. Television stations and newspapers, they're hungry for stories. And uh, how do I know? Because, uh, because I've managed to talk my way onto six different uh, television stations now here in Texas and uh, several uh, newspapers. So we've gotten uh, – uh, we just got uh, two front pages above the crease uh, newspapers. We've got uh, uh, television stories that have ran all across the state in all of the major markets, and uh, uh, it's not hard for you to do. You just have to, you just have to tell yourself to do it. And oh. if somebody says no, then you say fine, and you go to the next place, and you, you ask them. And then if they say no, you say fine. And once you've exhausted all the possibilities, you start back, up, back at the first one that you started at again, and you start going at it again. And that's that's the way that's the way I did it. Like I said, I don't have any magic uh, magic wands. I don't have any special talent for this. Uh, I'm not a uh, a radio or TV uh, advertising person. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm a cattle uh, rancher, and I just uh, I just kept asking until they said yes. So <laughs> I'm just an airplane mechanic. But anyway, that brings me to another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, looking at the future next year, uh, three words, Tea Party Convention. Um, that is going to probably drive a whole lot of publicity. Because from what uh, what we're looking I you know, I'm on the advisory board for the convention, and what we're looking at right now is Pajamas TV is going to, I think we're going to sign something with them, and they're going to cover us, and they're going to sell like a pay-per-view and... Um, 
they're looking at 10000 on a pay-per-view, and then plus there's some talk about C-SPAN doing one of their nonstop coverage events of it. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to get to watch Fred speak. And, well, uh, that's a good I, idea. Uh, as long as everybody understands that Appleseed is uh, prohibited from any type of uh, political activity, any type of endorsements, etc., because of our 501c3 uh, uh, charter. So, well, well, uh, as long as you're not you know, endorsing anyone or you're not uh, pushing any platforms, you're good to go. There's no reason that you can't be at uh, some event. And and let me say too that that doesn't mean that by the same token, that means that you could be at some uh, democratic event as long as well, you're not uh, immersing yourself in the politics. Well, that, that's the thing. You know, we're not, you know, and let me make it clear, the whole purpose of Appleseed being there is just to get, you know, just to get the message out. And um, I don't think there's anybody that would be able to get it out any better than Fred will, and we're not endorsing any candidates or anything like that. We're just taking an opportunity to get to get our message out in front of a lot of people. Now, if any, you know, any other organization wants us to go speak in front of them, that's fine. Like, uh, you know, I'm already talking to some people down here in Memphis. There are a lot of black churches, and I'm trying to get to where I can uh, get some speaking opportunities in in front of them because, you know, all Americans need to hear our message, not just one party or another or one group of people or another because that's one common heritage we have is that we're all Americans first. Definitely. So, you know, Definitely. Just, the, you know, uh, the Constitution doesn't belong to any any race, any party, any gender. It belongs to all Americans. And, you know, well, looking back at uh, 2010, do you have any uh, any special <clears throat> memories that you would like to uh, uh, to relate? Any? Uh, oh. Well, I, I had a whole lot of fun. That's all I can say. You know. I, I think I got my rifleman. I finally shot a rifleman in October of '09, and um, I opened up a range over here. And I'm, you know, w- working on building a cadre so I can open up some more ranges. And um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. And my favorite saying is, if I had something better to do, I'd be doing it. <laughs> well, listen, uh, that's right. And I tell people too that come to the event. I said, look. The reason that I'm here in the program is because I felt it was the best thing that I could do. Uh, if it's not, if you have something better, then that's what you should be doing. If you have something that's a lot better, tell me, and I'll do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of the best ways available to get the message out to folks, to get the well, message you know. that uh, that they have an obligation uh, to be a working part of this nation, their their obligation to ensure uh, that the nation is receiving the the maintenance that it needs, that they are uh, safeguarding the freedoms and the liberties that the nation affords us. It's not a delegatable obligation. You can't uh, you can't delegate your obligation to safeguard the freedoms and liberties to anyone else. You can't delegate it to your wife or your mom or your dad or 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 anyone, and especially not your congressman or your senator. You have to make sure that you're doing it yourself, that you well, are being vigilant. 
that brings up, you know, a really important point. You know, a year ago or so before Appleseed, I was one of those people that sat on the couch and yelled at the TV. Since then, you know, going to a shoot and talking about talking to people, okay, you need to go out in seven step and this and that, I've gotten to where, you know, I really understand how the process works. And the more seven stepping you do, the more you learn how to do. Um, you know, it's it's not enough sometimes just to write letters to congressmen or phone calls or go to rallies or whatever. There are certain ways that things work in this country, and once you understand that, then you can really make a difference. And, um, you know, there, there are certain ways to get the ear of people that you need to get the ear of to get, you know, to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to for this country and not doing just what they want to do to, for themselves and their benefactors, if, if, you know, if you want to use that word. But anyway, I'm going to let you go because uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of callers, and I appreciate you taking my call. And, um, if you know, if anybody has any questions or anything, they can just PM me, or if you want, I can, you know, call back in some other time. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you, uh, uh, well, next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll – <laughs> We'll, we'll, you know, once the holidays are over, we need to start working on this radio thing because you definitely have something there, and and you know, there's there's a lot we can do with that. Well, that sounds good to me. I look forward to working with you on it. All right. All right. Take care, Scott. Bye bye. All right. Take care, brother. If you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. And uh, I posted on the I posted on the forum that we're up and running. I want to put another post on there now, saying that uh, that we are uh, that we are finally live now. <clears throat> I don't know how many people are going to stick, who are going to make the uh, the jump to stay with the the show tonight. But uh, I do appreciate uh, everybody that is <clears throat> now. Uh, all right, uh, Sam. I'm back. All right. Well, I just want to make sure that uh, that you are uh, that you're there and ready to jump in. Uh, if you have well, anything I to say, the machinery of down and put the dogs outdoors. <laughs> I'm all ready to go. <laughs> Good. Good. And uh, make sure that you PM me with your address so I can send you uh, one of those uh, puppies as soon as the show's over. <laughs> I've got seven already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have uh, 20 like I do now. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, well, that's, that's counting the 12 puppies. These are uh, Golden Retriever Australian Shepherds. So, Oh, my. Yeah, they're jet black, and like I said, they look just like Ewoks. You know, they're, it looks like you got uh, uh, 10 pounds of dog in a 5-pound sack, you know? <laughs> yep. I'm sitting but, here with uh, my 16-year-old Aussie right now, out here on the back porch, and she she can hear you. She knows well, they're your voice. they're good dogs, so uh, <laughs> so so please somebody come and get them because they're eating me out of house and home. Uh, well, we want to uh, we want to talk about 2010 and uh, the things it has meant for us. Uh, during the last year, and uh, let me say that uh, for me, 2010 was uh, was a special year because uh, 
uh, we're working uh, with a skeleton crew here in uh, in Texas for quite a while, and uh, and part of that was because uh, I was spending so much time uh, doing stuff on uh, above the state level <clears throat> that uh, that the state was kind of suffering from it, and uh, when we made the switch over from uh, steering to uh, the WL3 program, then uh, that has allowed me finally to uh, to spend a lot more time here in the state, which has been very rewarding for me. And at the same time, we've gotten a great uh, crew of folks that has started to step up here in the state, and uh, and things are really starting to uh, they're really starting to go forward at a much at a much better pace now. We've got a great uh, a great crew. Uh, we're developing a great crew of red hats now, and and uh, let me take the uh, the opportunity to uh, to congratulate uh, Kirby uh, Scuzzy on the forum for getting his red hat uh, this last weekend. Uh, he did a great job uh, at the shoot, and, uh, and he's done a great job uh, the last few months here. He flipped his switch on and uh, started doing events, and I believe that Kirby's done about. Uh, 10 or 11 shoots since uh, September. So he's uh, he's really been fired up. Uh, Chuck Leeming, uh, Red Dot, he's done uh, a great job, too. He's been on the fast track. He uh, Let's see. He's done, I believe, about 17 shoots since September. Uh, both of the guys have really been uh, pouring it on, and a lot of our other instructors, too. A lot of our other instructors have just been doing uh, really great. So this, for me, 2010 was a great year for the for the state because it's uh, we finally started cranking out uh, uh, a good uh, a good cadre, uh, which means a lot for 2011. We're going to have a great year for this coming year. Uh, we're having a uh, big uh, instructors meeting in January where, where we'll flesh out the uh, the details for the state of Texas. And I'm, basically what we're going to do here, I believe, is we're going to set up a uh, a board to run the state. And, uh, you know, that way it will be just like any other, any other nonprofit organization, and uh, the board will take care of running all of the uh, – all of the needs of the state. We'll have everything from a, you know, the – uh the uh president of the uh you know the Texas Appleseed uh program here uh to uh treasurers and uh uh instructor uh promotions uh event uh locations uh on and on we're going to go ahead and just uh, <coughs> set up a regular uh, professional type board to handle the state needs and then uh, I think that'll help because uh, it'll also give folks a lot of folks in, in the program. They uh, they join the program, they become instructors, but then they they want to do more. They want to get more invo- involved. They want to help uh, in other ways, and I think that'll be great because it'll give folks a chance to uh, uh, you know to uh, to always have kind of an upward uh, uh, way that they can flow within the program. And we'll let you guys know more about that as uh, as we flush it out and 
as we uh, start implementing it. But uh, we'll be meeting in January to discuss that. And uh, and we're also working on instructor logbook so that uh, each instructor would have a uh, have a book that they carry with them, kind of like a well, just like a like a logbook, which will uh, be a record of all of the events. Uh, every time you attend an event, it'll get uh, put into the logbook. Everything that you did at that event that uh, was witnessed will get signed on, and then uh, so you'll have a record of all of the stuff that you've done every time you've done slings or positions or IMC or NPOA, except for every time you do it. No matter how many times you do it, uh, you'll get uh, you'll get it written in, get uh, signed off on it. Uh, every time you do the stories, you'll get them written in, signed off. We'll have a place for notes if uh, somebody wants to. Uh, to make some notes or comments on any of your uh, uh, instructions uh, in there, then uh, there will be a place for that. And this way you'll be able to keep track of all the events that you've done, what you did at them. If anybody wants to know um, if you can do uh, NPOA or IMC, etc., they can look at your logbook and you can say, yep, here it is. I've done it uh, seven times so far at these locations, signed off on by these uh, red hats and shoot bosses. So it gives you a good uh, idea of... Uh, it gives the folks a good idea of what you're capable of and what you've done. And, and it can also uh, help you by you being able to see the things that you might need to do. Uh, if you uh, if you are light in IMC or something like that, then maybe uh, maybe you need to uh, uh, to talk to the sheep boss uh, at the event you're at and, and see about uh, letting him give you the – letting uh, – having him let you do the IMC instruction. For that in weekend, etc., so that uh, you can uh, add that in into your logbook, and then you can also get the critique on it. <coughs> so uh, that's uh, another thing that we're working on here. But uh, 2010 has been a great uh, year for the Texas program. We're real happy about it. Are you still there, Sam? I sure am, Scout. Okay, I'm still getting yeah. used to uh, the <laughs> the Firefox. Uh, browser is, uh, is is a little bit different working with the Blog Talk software than the Internet Explorer. So uh, things look a little bit different, and uh, they move in a little bit different way. So uh, the part of the switchboard disappeared for a few minutes, so I wasn't sure if I'd lost uh, the folks or not. If you guys want to call in, the number to call in is 347 347- Three zero eight eight seven nine zero. All right. Do you got anything that you want to chime in with Sam or uh, 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 Charles? You know, I, I sure do. You know, 2010's been a good year for New Mexico. We started off uh, pretty good last spring, and uh, over the summer. I got some more time available, and uh, we've been working on building our instructor staff here, and I've got a fine bunch. We we got fortunate, and, uh, and we picked up O.L. Edcock and, and his wife, Strawberry Roan, and they've come into the program real strong, and then through them we picked up Jimmy down in Carlsbad, and we've got a good, strong organization here now. Uh, we're putting more red hats on people, making more shoot bosses, and uh, we're in a position now where we can staff just about anything that comes up, and uh, we're, we're going to have a nice full schedule down here. 
and I've got people that want to work at promotion who are good at it. And uh, we're going to make that happen. So I think uh, 2010 has been a real positive year for New Mexico. And 2011 what about, uh, is going to be even better. What about Blue Feather and Tom Scott? How are they doing? I haven't uh, I haven't seen them in quite a while. I haven't heard from them in quite a while. How are they doing? They're doing well. Still running a, a pretty good schedule, a shoot a month. And uh, they just got done with a, a ladies-only shoot over in Las Cruces. Uh, they had one of our ladies from Carlsbad showed up. She's big on that running gun business is why she wanted to learn how to shoot. And uh, she came over and got a dose of the history along with the shooting lessons, and she's starting to get get fired up a bit now. And uh, it's all working out real well for us. Well, how are the ladies-only shoots going? Because you guys have run about four of those now uh, this last year. How are they doing? Well, uh, I haven't run any. Blue Feather's been to about three or four, and most of them have been pretty well received. We only had five at this last one over in Las Cruces. Uh, wasn't wasn't anywhere near as big as she thought it would be. And uh, but but I think it's it's not bad. Five is uh, about an average sort of a shoot here. We run six to eight usually. So to get five only ladies, I guess that's not too bad. And uh, no, that's pretty good. And we'll we'll get more. Right, it's going to grow. It's going to grow incrementally. Now, as much as we'd like it to uh, to take off like a rocket, uh, it's not going to. And you know that that is a blessing at the same time that it's a curse because uh, it's a blessing because of this. Uh, the same reason that uh, uh, that I stopped pushing the uh, uh, the folks getting on Hannity and uh, and Rush so hard because I I did a little bit of research into it and found that uh, you know, that could be actually be could hurt us because uh, if somebody got on there and uh, and jazz folks up and we got a million hits on the site then uh, uh, it could knock it down and uh, and as soon as it went down all the rest of the people that tried to access the site and didn't make it uh, they're probably not ever going to come back you know not at least uh, at least not for a while till they hear about it again so I worked out a different way to do that. But uh, my point is is that we're growing at about the rate that we should be. And we can't uh, – uh, there's room. There's certainly room on the line. And there's no uh, – and we should be working as hard as we can to promote it. But at the same time, if we had uh, – uh, if you've got uh, room for 20 people on the line and, uh, and 40 want to go and you can't fit them uh, – you can't fit them into the schedule – then that's going to hurt you too. So, uh, so we're going, we're, we're growing, not as fast as I'd like, but we're growing at a good pace, uh, and uh, and I'm really proud of all the instructors uh, in the program, all of the folks working the program. I wish we would, I wish we would work a little bit harder at promotions. Uh, I wish everybody would remember that promotions is uh, is everybody's job. But at the same time, I'm really proud of the of the job that we're doing. I'm really proud of the uh, of the instructors and all the folks that are working hard at it. And and I would also like to uh, to talk about uh, some of the stuff. Uh, not just it's not just recently stuff that's going on, 
but stuff that has been going on ever since uh, ever since the program started. And uh, and I know that right now it seems that there is uh, certainly a, a good bit of uh, oh how would you put it a good bit of uh, uh, the forum is not as happy a place as it could be. How's that? Uh, for a lot of different reasons, uh, there's a lot of a lot of folks that have a uh, that are having difficulties with the ideas of the program. And I'm not going to point out anybody specifically. And I'm not certainly not going to try and get down on anybody. Instead, I would just like to give you my view of uh, what we're trying to do and how I'm trying to go about it for myself. And that is that, you know, we've had uh, discussions since the beginning about uh, different things, about, uh, oh, who knows what, camouflage and pistols on the line, et cetera, et cetera, all different kinds of things like that. Uh, and uh, And I'll tell you my philosophy of it. And that is that I'm not in this program uh for my personal satisfaction. Uh I don't I never have been. And uh, and if I were, I would have to tell you that uh I've failed miserably because uh <laughs> for my personal uh I guess my personal uh, not satisfaction but uh uh for me having a great time or or getting everything I want out of the program, uh, that hasn't happened. And uh, I doubt it ever will for anybody. Uh, instead, what I try and focus on is this. No matter what, uh, no matter what any of the, uh, any of the guidelines are, no matter what, uh, any of the suggestions, etc., are, uh, if I'm uh, supposed to wear camouflage or not supposed to wear camouflage, if I'm supposed to do this or I'm not supposed to do that, the bottom line is is that I'm not in this to make myself happy. Uh, I'm in the program to deliver the message. And whatever I have to do, whatever I have to submit myself to in order to deliver the message then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, if I have to uh, uh, submit my will uh, in order to to stay in the program to deliver the message, then that's what I'm going to do. Because the alternative is, is uh, I could say, you know what, uh, because of X, Y, or Z, well, I'm just fed up with this. I'm just fed up, and I'm going to leave the program. And... Uh, that really doesn't fix anything, and it certainly doesn't allow me to deliver the message anymore. So uh, basically, I do whatever uh, well, I do whatever I'm asked to do, and I do it to the best of my ability, and uh, that allows me uh, at least one weekend a month, if not two or three, to be able to do what's most important to me, which is to deliver the message. And uh, <clears throat> there's always going to be some type of uh, 
uh, some type of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, uh, uh, grief going on somewhere. So uh, Somebody's always going to be unhappy about something. But the best thing you, you can do is keep your eyes, uh, keep your keep your head down, keep your uh, nose to the grindstone, and keep doing the best you can in order for you to be able to get the message out. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, and uh, and Chuck, who is a, uh, a retired lieutenant colonel uh, in the army, said he had a first sergeant one time that uh, was talking to the troops, and I don't remember what they were upset about, but they were upset about something. And uh, he told them, he said, look, guys, what you're going to need to do is put on your blinders. Uh, just like uh, when you got the uh, the mules out plowing uh, the fields. You know, the reason they wear those blinders so they don't get distracted by things to the right or the left so they can plow a straight line from one end of the field to the other. Now, that didn't sound glamorous or exciting or romantic, but what it does is produces uh, uh, a nice straight furrow. And you can uh, you can get distracted by things to your right or your left. Uh, you can become excited by things that you think involve you uh, when they actually don't. When all that you really need to do is concern yourself with uh, with what's directly ahead of you, and that is uh, making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing you know, in your particular area. And that's what I try and do. That's the that's the guidelines I try and go by now, is I try and keep my head down, uh, keep myself uh, continuously moving forward, and I don't, I try not to get distracted uh, by things going on to the right or left of me. I try and make sure that I'm doing the absolute best that I can for, my, for the program and for, uh, uh, for my part of the program. Uh, uh, so uh, I hope that that is, uh, I hope that that's something that uh, a lot of folks can get behind because if you're in the program, uh, in order for you to to be satisfying yourself and you might need to take a look at at why you're in the program or what you're doing in the program. And once again, like I said, this isn't I'm not uh, I don't have anybody's name here in front of me that I'm looking at. I don't even have anybody. I'm not even thinking about anybody. I'm thinking about me and what I need to be doing in the program. And whenever I'm thinking about me, I think about that. If I'm in the program to satisfy myself, uh to make myself happy, with being able to do the things I want to do, then maybe I need to rethink uh, my philosophy about this because ultimately I'm not here to make myself happy. I'm here to do my job, to spread the message. And uh, and that's really all I have the time and the ability to do is just do that. And uh, believe me, that's... Uh, that's a hard enough job all by itself. 
All right, let's uh, let's take another caller real quick. Area code five three zero seven nine six. You're on the air. Oh, hello, Scout. Hey, who's this? Oh, hello. Oh, hi. My name's Reed. Hey, Reed. How are you doing? Welcome to the Good, show. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I I just got a AR lower. I'm trying to put together just a plain old apple seed rifle, and I got a bag of parts from DPMS. I'm trying to have all these springs and junk go into this piece of metal. I'll get it figured out. <laughs> well, well, good luck. I can pull the well, trigger on them, but man, do the rest of it. The rest of it, I'm not sure. Uh, Northern California. Northern California. Well, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Where uh, uh, are you? An instructor? Uh, how about are an associate? Becoming how, an instructor. How about an associate instructor in training? That sounds good. I'll go. For yeah, that. we're occasional. I kind of do the high power circuit, so I'm all around. So I hit them, hit the apple seeds when I can. And I took a junior with me, and he's got an orange hat now. So he's, I let him run it. No, I just shoot. Well, so good. it's so. At least I brought somebody. <laughs> I did. We, it was a great one this weekend. Uh, I was in Sacramento. It was just the rain was blowing sideways, just pouring, and uh, they were, you know, saying some people. Well, you know, maybe we should call this quit. And most heck, no, we're staying. We're sh- we're here to shoot. And out, man, I got my gear all wet and muddy and everything. It was a great time. Well, exactly. And you learned, uh, you learned what uh, your particular system, whatever you're working with, you learned how it functioned. Uh, in the rain, in the mud, uh, and then more importantly than that, you learned how you function in those types of situations. You know, we had a lot of folks uh, this last weekend. Uh, we had a lot of women at this last event uh, here in Texas at Develop, and uh, and by the middle of Sunday, a lot of them were. Uh, they were getting a little bit worn down, and uh, they were actually getting upset with themselves. They were saying, "You know, I can't believe it. I'm, you know, I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired, and you know, my arms are hurting, and and my legs are hurting." And and they were, like I said, they weren't complaining about that. They weren't saying, "Wah, wah, wah," uh, you know, stop what you're doing and 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 help, uh, you know, uh, commiserate with me. They were saying, "I can't believe that." Uh, you know that I'm that I'm weak, that my arms are hurting, and it's you know it's making me upset. And I, I told them I go look, <clears throat> you're supposed to be tired. You're supposed to be uh, where you are right now. There's no there's no grief or shame in that. Very seldom are you ever going to uh, to go out shooting with your buddies and go to the range and said hey let's uh, I got a great idea. Let's go to the range and. Uh, and let's camp out on the range the night before. Let's camp out on the range the night before in freezing weather in our in our little flimsy tent. <clears throat> and then uh, let's get up really early the next morning and uh and start shooting. Let's shoot all day. Let's don't let's don't just go for an hour or two. Let's shoot for 10 hours. And then uh and then let's do the same thing again the next day. Won't that be fun? Because <laughs> uh, nobody does that. You know, people they they get in their car and they go shoot for about an hour or so and they go, oh, that's it, man. I'm tired. Let's go. You know, I shot a I shot a whole box, twenty rounds of ammunition, man. That's enough. That's plenty. Pat uh, each other on the back and say what a great job we did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they go home. They go, man, look what we did. There's a, I've got a, out of those twenty rounds, I got like three of them right here on this piece of paper. On a human uh, silhouette uh, size target. <laughs> yeah. And they say, we're really proud of ourselves. 
I told him, I said, where you're at right now, there is no shame in that. You're right where you should be. You're sh- you should be feeling this. You should uh, you should be uh, tired. You should be sore because uh, that's part of what we're doing is we're uh, we're showing you how your rifle system works. We're showing you how your body works, how your mind works, and you're learning uh, you're learning despite this and through this. And they they all stuck with it. We didn't have any quitters. Everybody no, stuck no with whining it. in appleseed. No, no. Well, like I said, they were whining, but not oh. <laughs> not to us. They were they were saying, uh, you know, I I can't believe that uh, that I'm this sore. I can't believe that uh, that I'm doing uh, as I, I would wanted to do better than I'm doing right now. And I said, you will, you will. And the way that you're going to do that is by making sure that you go home and that you uh, that you practice getting in and out of these positions. That you dry fire. Uh, you commit yourself to a uh, you know, a schedule, 10 minutes uh, every other night of getting into positions and dry firing. And that's all you have to do. It's not like you have to do uh, five hours of it or, or do it until you're sore or until your eyes are watered. All you have to do is say uh, is commit to doing 10 minutes of it. I'm going to Tuesday night at uh, 7 o'clock. From 7 o'clock until 10 after 7, I'm going to get down into the seated position uh, two times. Let me get down into the prone uh, three times. I'm going to get to the standing uh, position uh, for a full minute, and I'm going to dry fire approximately uh, 30, 40 rounds during that 10 minutes. That's all you got to do. You do that twice a week uh, for a month, and uh, when you come back to the next apple seed, uh, you're going to see a huge amount of improvement, and that's all it takes is that amount of commitment. This uh, I put a couple of instructors on my rifle. They, uh, I got it. A match, I shoot match, and then uh, I have a match grade AR-22. It's dedicated, and it's free-floated and double-pinned and hooded aperture. I mean, it's it's raring to go. It's just like a regular what you'd use at Camp Perry, but in 22. So a couple of instructors are looking at it, and I says, here, get down and work this thing. So I had the instructors actually <laughs> were shooting this thing. I said, this thing will take all the error out of it. It will it will knock the five ring out of that dog-nosed target you guys shoot. And <laughs> this thing... Uh, and so anyway, you could act. So they were uh, practicing. They some of the instructors need a little more practice. Well, you know, I guess uh, they don't shoot enough. That's something we've been. But talking it, it was about a good time. We had last, a real good time. It was fun. There was the fun. There was extra instructors, here. so they were they got in there and then started shooting this thing. So right. this will that's take all the mechanical. Talking. This thing will take the mechanical error out of it, and then you can just work strictly on the human human side. Right. Right. That's something we've been talking about over the past year. Here is uh, is making sure that. Uh, that we get the instructors back on the line, and uh, so what we're doing is on on Sundays, you know, you'll have uh, you'll you'll be uh, you'll be too uh, stretched usually to the limit on Saturdays because you're trying to get uh, everybody uh, up to speed with all the skills and techniques that they're going to need, and you're, that's when you're you're delivering all the skills and techniques, all the instruction on Saturday. Then on Sunday. Uh, once the uh, once the the crews are all flowing, then we're actually, we need to start getting the instructors back down on the line, and uh, that shouldn't be any trouble because the only time that uh, uh, you can spare the instructors in, they can get back down on the line, and they can be shooting, and uh, even if they're RSOs, they can be shooting, and then as soon as they get the ceasefire, they can flip the switch back onto the RSO and clear the line because. <clears throat> 
shooting is a perishable skill, so you need to make sure that uh, that you're staying with it. One of the bad things about being an instructor is that uh, once you become an instructor, then uh, then a lot of times you don't get to shoot a lot. Yeah, now, you can teach shooting with uh, without ever having shot a rifle. You can teach shooting. You can get a book and you can learn. You can teach it, but that doesn't make you a good teacher. What makes you a good teacher is having to uh, is having uh, gone through all of the things that you're teaching and keeping your shooting skills current. That means getting down on the line on a regular basis and uh, making sure that you are keeping those skills uh, uh, and those techniques that you're about to teach or that you're teaching, making sure that you ke- are keeping them honed and that you're keeping them current for you. It's a lot easier for you to teach uh, someone if it's fresh in your mind uh, on how you're doing it. If you if you uh, get down and you, you shoot your rifleman's uh, score and then you go six or seven months after that without shooting, then there's a lot of things that you're going to forget uh, that you need to be able to remember so that you can teach it to the shooters while, uh, while you're instructing them. So we'd like to keep the instructors as current as we can. That means rotating them through the lines uh, on Sundays, getting them to shoot. Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's... And keep their skills current. Yeah, that's something I kind of noticed a little bit. But, yeah, no, it's it's good. I had a great time. All um, right, and, uh, and and how long have you been doing this now? Oh, I, I got rifleman a couple of years back. I don't know, in 08 or something. It was pretty fairly new then. Okay, they didn't have and what... Any, how did you hear about the program initially? What what ended up what how did you what brought you to the program? Oh, I was at a Camp Perry and I don't know, there was some flyer blowing across the range and I picked it up and something about apple seed and well, what's this all about? And and I happened to be shooting then at a uh a Western C M P games in Arizona and somebody says, Hey, there's this group over here, you know, they're shooting all kinds of oddball different everybody's got every different thing you can imagine and some kind of match and I walked over there and one of the instructors handed me a uh, handed me a tar- handed me a red coat target. Says, Here, if you're ever interested and Wow, okay. So I said, I've got to find out about this deal. And at that time, there was none. The only one was Pyru, I think, in California. So I went over to Fallon, about 60 miles east of Fallon, Nevada. Boy, out, that place, it's like that movie Tremors. Absolutely off the off the grid. There's no power. There's a little general store, bar, restaurant, and a few old shacks <laughs> around there. And we kicked some sagebrush out of the way and hung targets on the fence post, and that was the range. That was a good time out there. Well, it sounds so like was, you're doing a great job. Like you're bringing uh, other people into the program. We sure appreciate that. Oh yeah, I'm, you know I'm I'm an occasional apple seeder, but anytime anybody asks me about high power and how you get into it, I immediately refer them to you guys. I say, you know, the best way to get started to learn this game is go to an apple seed event. And what's that? And then I'll try to explain it the best I can. Well, I and use that it, in my pitches to the. Uh, to the ranges, when when I'm talking to the ranges, uh, I tell them, I said, look, you know, you want, uh, uh, most of the ranges are interested in expanding uh, their programs, including and especially their high-power programs. And yet it's hard to get somebody to get started in high-power because, you know, it takes a a good amount of skill to get started in high-power. And where are you going to get that? Now, you can get it. If you're determined enough, you can get it by going out there uh, and and practicing on your own, by 
uh, reading uh, up on stuff at High Power by trying to to going to the matches and trying to find somebody uh, who will instruct you. But listen, that's a hard road to hoe there. The oh, yeah, no, way, you, just, you just can't the, show up cold to a high power match and say, here, here's, here's my money. No, I no, no, shoot. I mean, you, you, yeah. you'd show up cold, you'd watch what they were doing, and then you'd yeah. try to talk to some of them after the match. Now, some of them will talk to you, but a lot of them just don't. They won't. So uh, so it's not an easy thing to do. So if you well, want to get competitors started in and they're, yeah, they're worried about their own right. scores and they're competing, so they're, they don't have a lot of time just to sit down and talk to somebody. Right, so, so it, if folks want to get a high-power program started at their range or they want to expand it, then uh, I tell the ranges, I said the best way, the best possible way for you to do this is to invite the Appleseed program in. Those people who, uh, they will find out very quickly about whether this is something they want to do or not. And if it is something they want to do, then we're going to give them all of the skills and techniques they will need to get started. Now, I'm not, now coming to an Appleseed event for one weekend is not going to make you a high-power shooter. Uh, no matter how good you are, it's not going to make you a high-power shooter. You've got, you've got a lot of stuff you're going to have to learn in order to do that. What it will do is give you all of the stuff you need to get you started. Uh, oh, absolutely. Go down that path. Well, so that's perfect. one of the ways well, we just... try and sell it to the ranges. Yeah. Well, perfect. I just wanted to call in and let you know I had a good time uh, laying out in the mud, and I guess if I didn't want to do that, I'd be a pistol shooter. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, and uh, okay, keep thank pushing you. it. Keep seventh stepping. Keep passing it on to uh, the rest of the folks there in California. And if there's ever oh. anything I can do to give you a hand, shoot me a uh, PM on the forum. Okay, and no puppies, please. Uh, too late. You already got one coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a big job to do out here. Believe me, we're on the front lines. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. Very you. Much. <laughs> All right. Okay, Sam, you still there? I'm still here, Scout. All right. Okay. Because I got uh, I got a uh, message here from this uh, from the Mozilla stuff saying that the server had timed out so i guess I'm, I'm i'm learning new stuff as i go along here uh and i'm sure you probably uh end up uh uh telling the rangers the uh, same thing right that uh a, a lot of the ranges uh, especially early on all viewed us as competitors and they were very uh, reluctant to allow us in because they thought we were trying to get something from them, that we were trying to uh, take their members or uh, trying to somehow usurp uh, their uh, their authority, et cetera, at the ranges. And uh, so it was really hard. Now, more and more, uh, as we're growing, you know, they're seeing the benefits uh, of working with us. So even if you've contacted ranges, in the past, and you've gotten the uh, the shrug off from them. Don't stop. Keep contacting them. I've told you guys before this that uh, if it's a uh, uh, if it's a club that has a uh, you know a board system, then uh, normally they'll uh, they'll have a they'll end up with a new board usually once a year. So maybe the last group didn't uh, wasn't uh, uh, receptive to you, but maybe this group will be. So don't stop asking. 
make sure that you uh, uh, that you're contacting them on a fairly regular basis, and that you're uh, you're presenting them uh, with all of the uh, with all of the information about what we can do to help them. Uh, we'll bring new members into the organization because uh, we'll have you can have an event at the range, and then what I do is uh, I'll talk to the the range folks uh, beforehand and say, look, do you want me to ask folks to sign up to become members or not? And uh, sometimes they'll have enough members already and they don't want you to, but a lot of times they'll say, yep, yeah, go ahead and ask and get them to uh, get the folks to sign up. And I'll put that pitch in at the end of the event. Uh, so we can help them get new members in because somebody comes to an Appleseed event and uh, and at the end of the event, you know, we'll tell them that shooting is not a skill that you can take home and put in the closet and allow it to get uh, dusty and rusty with your rifle there and only drag it out once every uh, once every year. Shooting is a skill that you have to keep current. So they'll have to need a place to shoot. So, uh, and if they're there at that particular range, then maybe that's the place they need uh, then maybe that's a place they can go to to keep their skills current. And uh, and then the fact that we can uh, help them with their high-power program, if they're trying to get a high-power program going. And most importantly is we have an absolutely great uh, safety program. And that is we give folks, uh, all the way from folks who have never handled a rifle before, to folks that are... Uh, you know that have been to quite a few ranges uh, that have, that may have a great deal of shooting experience. I've heard from all of them that our safety program is the best one they've ever seen. So that is also another plus for the ranges. They come to they send the folks to a weekend with Appleseed, and they're going to get a, a rock solid foundation uh, in the uh, the fundamentals of safe rifle handling. At a range, because we're uh, we're very hardcore about that, and we keep uh, uh, we have a really good record for safety, and uh, we we really drive safety home uh, nonstop throughout the two days, throughout Saturday and Sunday. So we're a great partner for the ranges. <clears throat> All right, if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight. Seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Uh, we're talking about uh, the current uh, year, two thousand and ten. We're looking back on that, and then uh, we'd also like to get your take on the coming year. Uh, what you have planned for that? If you have any big plans coming up for uh, two thousand and eleven. Uh, all of the good things that happened to you in uh, 2010, and if you got some bad things that happened, then uh, we'll be, we'll certainly entertain those uh, comments too. So we'll be glad to take your call three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Do you guys have any uh, new locations coming on, Sam? We have a couple. Uh... We haven't been pressing for new locations terribly much simply because we don't have a problem getting hold of a range. Right. If uh, 
if I could if I could fill the range down here, I could literally put on 26 shoots a month in Alamogordo. They'll give me the range space. Our only issue is getting uh, getting good attendance. Right. So range space isn't isn't a problem for us down here in southeast New Mexico. Right. And New Mexico is one of those places tighter. that if you if you take a drive through it, then you'll you'll kind of get a little bit of an understanding on uh, <laughs> on the reason that uh, that uh, there's probably not as many folks as we'd like to see on the range there. You go through New Mexico and you you will drive a long way between one house and the next house, one town and the next town. It's uh it's pretty much wide open country there right now. That's right, let's true. take another caller. Uh area code uh two zero seven. You're on the air? I am. Yeah, who's this? Area code two zero seven seven three eight. Ah, hold on. Okay, try it now. Area code two zero seven seven three eight. Huh? One more time. Okay, this is the old guide from Maine. Okay. The old guide. Yep. Is that right? G U I D E. Okay. I just make sure it wasn't like the old guy from Maine. Well, I guess you could say that too. <laughs> we, uh, you talk about wide open spaces. From my backyard to the next paved road is forty two miles right through the woods. Oh yeah. Most of yeah, my neighbors, I, most of my neighbors are moose and bear. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there may be another paved road, forty-two miles from 40, your backyard to the next place, but no, you can't get there from here. You got that right. You've been here, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we were up other, there. Uh, we were up there about a about a year ago, and. And you're right, it's wide open spaces. It's yeah. about as, as beautiful as you can get. Now, I'm not sure I'd want to be there uh, uh, for the next couple of months, but uh, it sure was beautiful in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful in the fall, too. Well, how are you guys, uh, how is your uh, your winter seed program going? Good. We had one uh, December 4th and 5th, I believe it was, and it snowed. And everybody shot. We got two new riflemen. We got two close. They'll be back. And uh, instructors are improving. I got I got uh, elevated to I I T four. And uh, looking for a red hat in the near future. Excellent. Excellent. We're, we're growing in Maine. I went over to uh, Bennington in Vermont. Shot with Buzzworth over there in August this year. And it was Bennington Battle Weekend where the where the Green Mountain Boys defeated the Hessians. Oh and, right, right. And when Buzzworth started talking about uh about one of the one of the bullets from New Hampshire that came over there, I quoted him. And uh it's uh, John Stark. And I said, uh, John Stark stood up there and he said we Yonder, we we stand on yonder hill by nightfall, and Molly Stark sleeps a widow. <laughs> well, how many guys do you? How many instructors do you guys have in Maine now? 
I think we've got seven now. That's it okay. for the whole state. And we've got. And how many how many locations do you how many venues do y'all have? Right now, one. And uh, we had one at the Skowhegan, and it it hasn't come together again. And I don't know why yet, but I'm going to get into it and find out why. And uh, there's a, there's a bunch of good ranges, and we just haven't had the people to go out there and and do the seventh step. Right. So uh, and listen, it takes. It, when you're first getting started in a location, yeah. it's hard. It takes a while to get things going, yeah. and uh, and there's no, there are no shortcuts. Yeah. Uh, other than, uh, like I said, is is getting the word out as as best you can. I'm sure you guys got uh, a lot of uh, local radio stations uh, up there that you could probably. Uh, try your hand at getting on or getting the information out to. And even if you don't want to get on one of the radio stations, you can still send them uh, a packet yep. of, uh, you know, the information along with a list of the uh, uh, the dates of the shoots and stuff and, a- and ask if they'll read it on the air because a lot of times yep. they will. Yep. You know, we're a nonprofit organization, yep. and uh, a lot of times they'll they'll read the information on the air. So, so don't forget that you can do that too. You can send them a... Uh, an information packet on who we are and, and what we're doing and why we're doing it, and then a listing of events, you know, dates and events and locations, and yeah. see if they won't read it on the air for you. <clears throat> because uh, you guys really need a good hand up there yeah. uh, on getting the information out. Yeah. Well, we got Tom in Connecticut, and we've had crack come up, and you know, a bunch of bunch of good people helping us out and getting us on the roll, and and. Uh, I'm taking this seven-step thing to heart. I mention it all the time. And did you see something on the on on the forums here last spring about uh, a gravestone in Maine? Did I did I see it? Yeah. There, there, uh, was some, there were a couple of pictures pointed. I I I sell land for a living. Uh-huh. And I was going through the woods and I found a gravestone. And I went over there and I threw the branches out of the way and you know way out in the woods. Brushed off the top of the stone. I stepped around the other side and it said Benjamin Bowers, Private, Seventh Massachusetts Regiment, Revolutionary War. No kidding. I got chills. So did you? Did you? And where did you go from there with it? Did you? Have I you tried photog- to fall off on it? I photographed it. Oh yeah, I researched him. And he he did he served with the seventh he joined up he was eighteen years old he's joined up he served with the seventh Massachusetts regiment he was called Alden's regiment and uh, and his descendants are still here they did well, not perfect. know they did not they should, know you should be hitting them up for uh, to come to the events well I tell you I took a picture of the, of the stone and I sent it to one of their relatives and they they. Announced it at their family reunion. And they had an old aunt about ninety years old. She said, "Yeah, yeah, I was there when I was a little girl, but I don't know where it is anymore." Well, they do now. Well, good. That those are some of the folks that you should be uh, <laughs> you should be hitting them up to get involved because uh, they've got a direct link to it there. I mean, well, that's a, that's a really great end to it. You may have read somewhere that. There's a company in Maine that makes wreaths, and they sent the extra wreaths down to Arlington. 
Mm-hmm. They started doing this about 12 years ago, and they're still doing it, and it keeps growing. And I thought to myself, nobody's going to find this place. So I bought a wreath, and I w- went out and put it on his stone. Out in the woods. Well, that was a, very kind of you. Took a picture of it and posted it on the Appleseed Instructor Board under the first step. Well, that's absolutely, that's absolutely great because well, that's there. that is that's what we do. That yep. is what we do. We're gonna, we're honoring those who came before us by remembering them and yep. making sure that uh, that we're fulfilling our obligations the same way that they did. Now, you're not being asked to to stand in ranks. And be shot at by British yeah. regulars. You're not yeah. being you're not being asked to to march uh, through the night and the next day and the next and the next uh, in freezing rain without winter clothes. And uh, listen, let me tell you, if you if you want to find out what some of these guys did, what some of them went through. Pick yourself a cold day, and it doesn't have to be that cold for you to to get what uh, to get what they went through. Yep. Heck, it doesn't even have to be freezing. You, I tell you what, you uh, you strip down to a, a pair of short pants and a t-shirt, and then you go uh, you go in your in your in your closet, and you get an old towel, and you throw that towel over your shoulders, and you leave your shoes off, and then you walk. Uh, you walk uh, one mile down to your mailbox or wherever in that 35-degree uh, weather, and you walk back barefoot, and uh, that will give you a little bit of an idea of what they went through. Now, you add to that that uh, you haven't eaten uh, in a few days, maybe in a few weeks, that you haven't been paid in months, yeah. uh, that there's somebody out there who is, uh, uh, who is intent on killing you, on hanging you, on imprisoning you, and you might get a little bit of an idea of what they went through. We're not asking you to do any of that. All we're asking you to do is devote a weekend, uh, once a month, to shooting with with folks who are like-minded. That's all we're asking you to do. And to tell them the story about the guys that did uh, have to walk barefoot uh, through the snow and the ice, uh, the folks that did, uh, they had to wait. You know, when Washington was crossing the Delaware at McConkie's Ferry uh, in December of 1776, there were a lot of folks who had to wade uh, through part of the uh, part of the unfrozen area so yep. they could get to the ice to walk on. Yep. Uh, they had uh, horses and cannon, which uh, fell while they were being loaded, fell into the water. The guys had to get into the water and pull them out, drag them out. Yeah. So they could be put back into the boats and could be dragged across the river. And then they got back into ranks, and then they marched through the night. Now, once they got to uh, uh, to Trenton and uh, and fought that uh, that next day, luckily there were no no one was killed in the battle. Yeah. The only uh, deaths were two men who froze to death. On the march. That's how cold it yeah. was. And we're not yeah. asking you to do that. We're asking yeah. you to devote just a simple weekend to uh, 
to telling the story about the guys who did do that. Now, that's, yeah. that's not hard. That's not hard to do. Certainly well, you have hmm. that. Certainly, I'm not talking about you. I know. I'm, I'm saying certainly, certainly the folks listening, certainly they have that in them, you yeah. know. Certainly they can devote uh, that little bit of time to that, and that's what we're asking folks to do. Yeah. So how is... Uh, how is the snow so far? I just saw on the news that uh, Syracuse got uh, 72 inches. Jeez, well, we don't even like that. We've got about five inches on the ground today. Two Mondays back, two weeks ago, we got 15 and a half inches in one day. And then then we got rain, which knocked most of it down. And then a couple of days ago, we got five inches, and we've still got that. So uh, we'll have a white Christmas, but we don't have a lot of snow. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, if you, if anybody would like to uh, to uh, give us their comments on the year 2010 or uh, or what they're looking forward to in 2011, you're welcome to do so. You can call 347-308-8790, 347-308-8790, and we'll take your calls. We're talking to the old guy right now from Maine, yep. and uh, the story of the uh, of finding the the marker. That's a very uh, very interesting. Well, let me story tell you, it gets even better because when Benjamin was an old white-haired man, he met a young fellow from our town named Bill Green. Bill Green lost a leg at Chancellorsville. Came home, survived, okay, and came home. And when Bill Green was an old white-haired man, he met a young school teacher in Lee, who named Fred Dingley, who had the first Model T in town. <laughs> when Fred Dingley was an old white-haired man, he told me this story. Now I'm the old white-haired man, but here's the thing between me and Benjamin Bowers, who served in the 7th Massachusetts Regiment, there's only two people, and we all spoke with each other. Right. Now, if that doesn't make the hair stand up in the back of your neck. Right, and it's not. It's not ancient history. We're not that it's, far removed. You know, we're not that far removed. I mean, we just, uh, uh, we just recently lost... Uh, uh, you know the the last link we had to the Civil War, and yep. uh, and we're certainly not that far back from the American Revolutionary War, yep. and uh, and the debt that we owe those folks is tremendous. <clears throat> you know, I tell the folks that when they come to an event that you know whenever you make a decision to do something, especially if it says. Uh, if it has such far-reaching consequences that you're going to spend your life on it, that yeah. you're going to give your life and possi- possibly the life of your loved ones and your family, it's one thing to do it uh, if it means something and it will be remembered. It's another thing completely to do it if the sacrifice that you're going to make is going to be forgotten, if it's going to turn to ashes and dust. Yeah. In just one or two generations, because then, it, then, as Adams said, why would 
he would have wished he had never done it. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you give your life? Why would you serve for eight long bloody years and have it end up in your death? If within just a few short generations, no one's going to care. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I tell the shooters is that why did they do it? They did it for us. Exactly. They did. That's it exactly for us. why they did it because. Because in that generation, you know, that that wasn't the me generation. That wasn't the I yeah. generation. That wasn't the I have to satisfy myself uh, or I'm not going to do it generation. That was the the generation where they still, they considered the, they, they had a debt. They knew they had a debt to yeah. those that have come before. And they certainly had a debt, uh, had a responsibility to those that would come after they they constantly mention that in their writings. If you go back and you read the writings yeah. of all the folks at that time period, you'll see continual references to their posterity, to those who will come after, because they knew they had a responsibility to those people that would be coming after them. And yeah. the same way, the same way that uh, I've mentioned before, that uh, that back uh, back in the old days. I say the old days. Uh, it's not that old. Uh, if you uh, if you borrowed your neighbor's car, when you brought it back to them, you didn't bring it back dirty and empty with mud on it and stuff like that. You when you brought it back, you washed it. It had a full tank of gas. Maybe you changed the oil. Uh, you brought it back and you gave it to them uh, in better condition than what you got it. That's what that is the the way that things were done. Whenever they decided to do something for the nation, they didn't do it uh, for their own happiness, for their own uh, needs. Many of the folks uh, involved in the American Revolutionary War, in the American Revolution, uh, were already in past their prime. They were in their fifties and their sixties and seventies. That's right. What what did it matter to them? what was getting ready to happen. It wouldn't. It didn't matter. But it did to them because it was going to affect their posterity. It was going to affect those who came after them. And we have the same responsibility. Yeah. We have the same responsibility to our children, to our, our grandchildren, to our great-grandchildren, to the, to the millions of Americans who we will never, ever meet. We will yeah. never, ever know. But if we don't do it, then then we're leaving a, a a horrible problem for them. We're not we're not giving the car back in uh, as good or better shape than what we received it. Yeah. And uh, that's not the way things are done. That's not the way Americans do things. I was in a, in a restaurant. In a I had my orange hat on, and the uh, kid says, "What does that mean? R W V A." I said, Revolutionary War Veterans Association. He looked at me and he looked at his father and he said, Dad, that guy is really old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little kid about eight years old, crack me up, you know. Well, <clears throat> well, we uh, we have an obligation. To uh, 
to those who will come after us. Yep. And we're, uh, you know, we're constantly trying to, uh, we're constantly trying to make sure that we're fulfilling that obligation. Yep. And uh, and I want to thank you for what you're doing uh, there in Maine. And listen, if there's any way I can help you, you be sure and shoot me a uh, shoot me a PM on the forum. Okay, I uh, you know we're going to have a better year this year in 2011 than we did last year. Uh, we had a a couple of health issues in the group and, and one thing or another, but we're we're all primed and ready. We've got some good new shooters coming along, and uh, we're going to have more shoots this year than we did last year. We I, I honestly believe we can double them. Right. That's what we're after. Well, as I said, if you uh, if there's anything that I can do to help you guys or help the program there in Maine, uh, you let me know because I'll be glad to do whatever I can to help you guys. Yeah. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I'm really proud of the folks there in Maine. I'm proud of the folks all across uh, the United States. Uh, that are working hard uh, trying to move the program forward. And uh, thank you to you guys, and uh, keep me informed uh, on how the program there is going. I will do that. Listen, everybody, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, we had the uh, the glitches, and uh, my word that... uh, we're going to get this worked out one way or another. Either I'll figure out how to uh, to get this done at Blog Talk or we'll move to another host. Uh, Sam, thank you, sir, for uh, for all the help that you give me. Uh, and I look forward to, uh, to continuing to work with you in 2011. We will. Thank you for having me on, Scout. All right. God bless all of you guys. God bless. Merry uh, Christmas. I will see you, yes, Merry Christmas to everybody, and I will see you uh, next year. God bless all, and, uh, and keep the faith.